New Thought Guy. Three, two, one. So um, this month has been about connecting with the divine within. Actually, we talk about that every month, but uh, this month, connecting with it is what's most important. We do that in sleep and prayer, as I spoke about in the first or second week. We, we turn ourselves to the infinite possibilities that are in the universe, whether we believe that or not. I talked about that a few weeks ago, that there's these infinite possibilities there. And we are always affirming who we really are and our place in the scheme of things in the universe. And I've also used this month to remind us to step away from the doing so we could be when we connect with it, when we connect with the divine. We be, B-E, capital B-E, we are being. And in this being, we not only ground ourselves and center ourselves, but we refresh ourselves, we reboot, we reconnect to our power like we do in sleep. We reframe. Well, when we, we do this rebooting, when we do this connection, we, we, we are able to reframe these stories that we have, these old stories that are no longer working for us, if they ever worked for us before. But sometimes they emerge, they reemerge, they're stubborn little suckers, <laughs> and they show up. They show up to slow us down. It's kind of a slow us down habit that many of us have in different parts of our lives. And those trigger the old habits, these old stories that show up and they sneak up on you, man. Some snuck up on me yesterday, actually. And even when you when you've done the forgiveness work and the shadow work and the trauma work and I've done them all, sometimes that junk just shows up again. And you realize the work must go on. The work wasn't as completed as you thought. And that's okay. Because we have the philosophy. We have the teaching. We have the tools. And if you don't have those tools or those tools aren't working for you seemingly anymore, then I bring more tools for us to work it out, to lessen, to neutralize, to eliminate those old beliefs. But first always first, always primary and secondary and, and the end and somewhere in the middle, we must connect with the divine power. We must connect with that divine intelligence, that love, that light, the law of cause and effect. We have to connect with it. Earlier in the month, it might've been last week actually, um, I compared the Oscar Wilde novel, Dorian Gray, to our self-image, how our beliefs, how our perspectives and perceptions, etc., show up in our lives like the portrait did illustrated in the book. Portrait showed up what Dorian was experiencing, not just his experiences in what he did, ethical or not ethical, but how he really truly felt about these. Oh, he might have been having fun in the moment, but there was something going on deep inside of him. And that <clears throat> painting illustrated that. 
you see that, you, well, it's really read well because it's a great, uh, well-written novel, but you also see it in the movie. If you watch the movie, you can see that painting getting uglier and uglier and older and aged and stressed. However, in real life, we are the painter. And the universe is the store that we go to when we want or need to get some turpentine to remove some of our paint mistakes or clean our brushes, where we will find the best easel to purpose to, to bring into purpose so we can center ourselves and balance the canvas upon which our life is, where we can discover new mediums of artwork, new colors to express the art and cre creativity of this thing called you, called me. There's a great moment in um, The Grapes of Wrath. Have you seen the movie or, or read the book? It's a great book, actually, by John Steinbeck, where the one of the lead characters, Tom Jode, he's talking about his next steps in life, and it's near the end of the book. And he says this. I've been thinking about us, too. But our people living like pigs and good rich land lay and follow. Or maybe one guy with a million acres and a hundred thousand farmers starving. And I've been wondering if all our folks got together and yelled. Maybe I can just find out something, just scrounge around and maybe find out what it is that's wrong and see if they ain't something that can be done about it. Well, maybe like the preacher says, a fella ain't got a soul of his own, but only a piece of a big one. And then, well, then, then it don't matter. Then I'll be around in the dark. I'll be, I'll be everywhere, wherever you look. Wherever there's a fight so hungry people can eat, I'll be there. Wherever there's a cop beating up a guy, I'll be there. I'll be in the way guys yell when they're mad, and I'll be in the way kids laugh when they're hungry and they know supper's ready. And when our folks eat the stuff they raise and live in the houses they build, why, I'll be there. Tom's story is not just about his activism. It's about his own life and those around him, how there's always a connection, a oneness with us all to right the wrongs in our lives, to right the wrongs around us. Yeah, he's getting the idea of this idea of oneness, that, that not only are we in this together, but we're all of the same cloth. And this same cloth is what we connect to, to refresh our lives. Like Walt Whitman wrote in Leaves of Grass, he wrote, I celebrate myself and sing myself and what I assume you shall assume for every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you. Isn't that a great quote? 
or Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote in his um, essay, The Oversoul. He wrote, the soul is the perceiver and revealer of truth by the same fire, serene, impersonal, perfect, which burns until it shall dissolve all things in the waves and surges of an ocean of light. We see and know each other and what spirit each is of. <laughs> We're all part of the one. The one power, the one creative force, the energy of the Big Bang, the frequency of love and wisdom, we're all part of that. And we can all tap into that. Mark Nepo wrote in 7,000 Ways to Listen. In many ways, he says, our stories are part of one story. Our pain is part of one pain. Our purpose and our surprise at the beauty and fragility of life is part of one chorus of all. Isn't that great? Our surprise at the beauty and fragility of life is part of one chorus of awe. Why am I talking about oneness? When I'm talking about our connection to it? Well, in our intentional connection to it, in our ability to understand and absorb and, and awaken to this idea of oneness, we can decide if in our story, by this connection, we can decide in our story if we are the hero, the victim, the wrongdoer, the innocent bystander, the observer, or anything. We can paint those pictures for ourselves in our lives. We get caught up and and I get there too, man. We get caught up in our day-to-day -day struggle and we forget who we are. We forget to be appreciative and in gratitude for the gift of life, for our past good and our past not so good, for our old stories and the new ones we're making. All of that is connected to the idea of our connecting to it, to arriving. Ernest Holmes wrote in one of my favorite books, this thing called You, this is the story of your life, he says. Just keep right on knocking at the doorway of your consciousness until every no becomes a yes, every negation an affirmation, every fear a faith. And we get there by knocking on that door, by connecting with the divine. Because that doorway is in your prayer, that doorway is in your meditations, that doorway is in your visualizations, your visioning, your connection with spirit, however you do that, or in the multitude of ways you might do that. Poet Robert Frost wrote in Servant of Servants, the best way out is always through. The best way out is always through. Through the truth through your best self, through the great intelligence and the wisdom of the ages, through your divine matrix, through connecting to it and knowing your inclusion with and as it. It, the power and presence of divine intelligence, God, whatever you want to call it. Doing that, connecting with that, places you in the center, in the circumference of your very being, your very essence. Don't allow ego, 
meaning edging God out, that kind of ego. Don't allow that ego or errors or the mortal mind or the crazy news or craziness that's happening around you to have any influence. Their effect only arrives through our decision to allow it to be a cause. When we believe it, when we accept that junk. And you might momentarily. I had a pity party yesterday, very short one, but I still had one. And I went through it. I went through it by centering myself, 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 myself in the awakening to and the connection, connection to it, to the divine, to the divine that is all around us in nature, of course, but the divine that's within me right now, just sitting there waiting, going, okay, you know, Let's have a conversation and we'll get through this together. Today, you are going to take your life in your own hands, realizing God is ever with you. Be vigilant in your refusal to endorse or accept suggestions that do not embrace your greater self. Be watchful for those who want to dupe you. All those ideas who are really very impotent unless you empower them. None of those ideas that show up in your mind, those old stories or those old triggers or something new that, that comes at you or comes around you, they're, they're only potent in your life because you empower them by accepting them, even for a moment. So reject those lies. Reject the I am what I do stuff reject the i am what i have stuff reject the um whatever what other people think of me stuff reject the separation feeling from others separation from what you want the separation from the divine reject that reject the idea that you are separate from all those things that you are separate from the divine you are not unless you allow yourself to be. Here's a quote from a gentleman named Fred Luskin, who wrote a book called Forgive for Good. And he said, if you can view your mind as your house, it can teach you to control how much space you rent to your wounds and grievances. You are the proprietor and you set the rent. So what kind of rent are you charging? Or are you evicting those ideas? Let us embrace and go through any ordeal with an open heart, a deep inquiry to why those things are showing up. What, the, what ideas and beliefs are going on that allows those things to show up and a desire for allowing ourselves to stay awake and aware and connected to it to the divine, to God. And when you do, and when I do, go through it with and as the divine in you, where you will then awaken to your best practices, where you will take the inspired wise action, and where you'll be able to stand tall and brave and bold and sing loud and proud from the rooftops or wherever. I have arrived.
Thank you so much. Namaste.